This is The Rock of Recovery. This is Angie Meadows. And I'm Bobby Snyder. And we're here today to tell you about Lesson 11, the higher and lower levels of love. This is Lesson 11 in the Rock of Recovery Overcoming Trauma book. And I have a really cool story about this, Bobby. I had a neighbor in Cincinnati when I lived there, and, and my husband and I moved to Louisville. And when I got ready to leave, she clung to me and sobbed and wailed and I thought whoa wait a minute this this woman loves me more than my mother so I want to keep in touch with her and about two years later you know I kept in touch with her every month and about two years later she was dying of cancer and I wanted to be by her side I just wanted to be with her and she had always told me that she was saved she had always told me that um, that she knew the Lord but she was really fearful and really anxious so i was thinking you know she really just she just needs to make sure that she knows that she's found this peace and she's the one that taught me this lesson and i ended up preaching it at her funeral so we'll tell you the story as we go along um so the higher and lower levels of love she taught me this to help me learn how not to enable and i was definitely her beloved and beloved means one who is greatly loved. So through this lesson, I want to teach you what it looks like to be a beloved and to find a beloved. So kick us off with the introduction, Bobby. Both sides. If there are no good examples of strong, healthy relationships to, in your past, be determined to break the cycle of unhealthy relationships now. Learn the higher levels of love and what love is what love is and practice 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 loving words thoughts and actions in everyday situations so i can get my words right and my actions right but loving and kind thoughts are harder to master and i know when i was working with preschoolers if my attitude did not match my tone and my voice they knew it <laughs> they knew i was irritated i get that and uh the the repetition thing uh in any form of uh trying to fix ourselves with self-care or even in recovery uh, I believe that repetition is, is vital um, I went through a program in Louisville uh, it's funny that you have Louisville and Cincinnati roots because as do I um, but in Louisville uh, the, one of the greatest models of a recovery program the healing place is there and um, we with the first six months of the program you had the same class on Mondays Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. Uh, and it was about the repetition and getting that stuff inside your head and getting it pounded in there because it was vital. Uh, it was the first part and the foundation of the recovery that you were starting. So I've got the, what this love is, and love is never in a list at the end of this chapter. And we're going to go through that list, and I want you to... Um, should put this on my website, Bobby, and let them get it and print it out and put it on their fridge. So, love is, read a few of these, love is, maybe three or four of them, and I'll read what love is never. So, love is peaceful, love is gentle, love is kind. And it is, de it is never demeaning, demanding, or abusive. Love is rewarding, love is caring, love is sharing. It is never neglectful, manipulative, hateful, or selfish. Love is patient, love is forgiving, love is always wanting the best for others. It is never argumentative, vengeful, controlling, demanding its own way. Love is working it out together, talking it out together, and being respectful while you're doing it. Never fearful, full of should or shouldn'ts, resentful or bitter. Love is trusting, love is forgetting the past, love is giving and helping. It's never accusatory, 
never bringing up your past and shaming you for it. It's never selfish or self-centered. Love is always thinking of how to encourage others. Love is always uplifting another. Love is always allowing freedom to choose. It's never discouraging, tearing down the esteem of others, or yelling and angry. Loving always allows a person to receive consequences for poor choices. Love always hopes for the best. Love always refuses emotional manipulation. It never manipulates other people emotionally and bullies them to get them to do what they want. It never denies that there's a problem. It never accepts or interrupts the consequences to other people's poor choices. Love always gets wise counsel, ponders each word spoken and each deed done. Love always seeks help for self when stuck emotionally. Love sets standards and a plan. Love is never decisions based upon emotions. It's never throwing money at a problem just to fix it. It's never making excuses for ourselves or for others. Love always sticks to the plan. It's accountable. Accountability. Love is always willing to suffer for right decisions. Love is always willing to avoid rebellious people if needed. It smooths, it, love never smooths over things. It never hides things like sweeps them under the rug. And uh, it doesn't have the mentality that everyone has to get along at all costs. Sometimes a good fight is necessary. The love is always kind, but firm. Love always backs up words with actions. Love always does the next right thing. Love is never easily manipulated, angry, or anxious. Love is always not manipulative. We're both having struggles with that yeah, word. We are. And does not manipulate. Love always holds others accountable, and love is committed to doing what's right. It's not confused with poor boundaries or chaos. Love respects individuality. Love is harmonious, teachable, and gentle. It does not dominate control. It is not passive and double-minded. It is not interested in, like, Love is never like love would like the person's just not interested in learning. That would be what love is never. It is never prideful. So I want you to think about what love is and what love is never, because if we don't understand what love is, it's going to be very difficult for us to love. So as I was realizing that the treatment for my trauma was to learn how to, how to develop the fruit of the spirit, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, then that's what I put at the end of this book, because I realized that I needed to know what God loved and what God hated because I didn't know how to love. And a good love also has some strong hate. Some things that they're like, I'm not putting up with that. For sure. <laughs> okay, so let's go. I think we are right here. So when you're talking to somebody, when you're talking to somebody about love, ask them. Ask them, is that love? We did this with our children and then sent them to the refrigerator to the list and let them take back their unloving words and exchange them for loving, kind speech. This made for a happy home and siblings that are still best friends. Foul speech can just be poor training and a bad habit. 
So what I realized that um, there's just a lot of behaviors that just kind of come natural to be snippy or selfish or hateful. And, and we grow up with that, and then we end up perpetuating that in our families, not realizing that, wait a minute, if I'm determined to love, then I've got to root that out of my life. I've got to practice rewinding it and saying, wait a minute, that sounded bossy. Wait a minute, that sounded manipulative. And i got to retrain myself to respond in love. Again, in recovery, the very importance of doing inventory on a regular basis uh, and not even necessarily writing it down, but paying attention to how we're responding to things uh, is how we fix them. You know, this the whole first part of this episode is about identification and about us knowing what we need to work on. Uh, and that's vital. And anytime we're going to try to fix something, we got to know what it is that we're fixing. Okay. So kindness training starts with the heart grounded in love. Can't pour from an empty cup kind of deal. Mm-hmm. So you say, if I don't feel like being kind, is that a hypocrite? No, it was, it's not. It's the solid foundation of etiquette and good manners. It's designing a filter for my words and actions if I become emotionally unbalanced. If I do not feed the negativity, I can rebalance myself quicker with less of a mess to clean up. <laughs> I've made a lot of messes. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just have to duct tape my mouth. So emotional imbalances cause deep wounds if I indulge the accompanying noxious negative thinking. And so I have to think about that. If I've got a lot of noise in my head that's negative and it's very traumatic to me, then I don't want to be opening my mouth and spewing that onto others because literally what I'm doing is, is making my environment toxic and, and spewing poison. So, so let's look at the four levels of lower love, developmental stages of love. I call these developmental stages because I can see in my life where I went through all these lower stages and then I developed these higher stages. So the first stage is self-love. Give us the definition of that, Bobby. It's an empty, lonely, using others uh, characterized by a life of uh, confusion. And the scripture with that is 2 Timothy 3, 2 through 5. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Stay Mm. away. Stay away. Second one. False love. Kind speech in mouth, but not in heart. This type of love is very irritating. The scripture with that is 1 Corinthians 13, 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. So making a bunch of noise. Yeah, so that's like if I was teaching these children and I was like, you know, honey, I need you to get in your seat, da 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 but I was irritated with them. My words could be right, my tongue could be right, but buddy, what come back at me was irritation because they picked up on that vibrational ear in my spirit. So I have to be sure that I love those that I'm, I'm with and that I'm connecting to. We were just talking about this in the meeting. I said, it's really bizarre. Enabling love. Uh, this person understands consequences and tries to remove the mountains in order in, in, in other people's lives. Uh, most usually these mountains are particularly important so that if the person can grow and mature and become strong, This person has faith, but their faith is usually in themselves or in their money. So we can think about like the baby chick. 
or the baby butterfly in the cocoon, if you get them out too soon, they didn't exercise their wings. They didn't get that blood flowing and they're going to die. So it's very important for enablers that are enabling other people in their life to stay in dysfunction to realize that, wait a minute, if we get them out of every circumstance that they have created for themselves, they're not going to learn. So sometimes, Bobby, I think it's best to let them sit in prison. Sure. Not bail them out. That's their path to learning that they can grow and stretch and spread their wings and be strong enough to do what's right when they come out. I never really started growing in recovery until I lost all the enablers that I had in my life. Uh, and it's, I don't know if it was a combination of them growing and me just getting worse, but at some point it all stopped. Wow. And, and that's when I started to grow. So the scripture with this one is 1 Corinthians 13, 2. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have the faith that can move the mountains, but I have not love, I am nothing, and I am nothing. So uh, sometimes I think as uh, enablers, moms and grandmas and dads that love their kids, we think if you just keep standing them up, then eventually they're going to stand. Well, that worked in previous generations, but it doesn't work with drugs. Right. It just doesn't work. So it's very important for them to understand, yeah, this is a life and death thing, but sometimes you just have to have the faith that they can find their way through this. Fourth one is best effort love. This person does a lot of charity work and gives of themselves. They do this to look good or to make up for other things in their lives that are not right. This type of love can be motivated by guilt or a need for approval and acceptance. The scripture with that is, if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames, but have not love, I have gained nothing. First Corinthians 13, 3. Now, this was actually part of my journey where I was giving and giving and giving and volunteering and doing lots and lots of work in the church and just being stretched really thin until I was just burnt out. So I didn't do anything well. I mean, I did a lot of things, but I did, and I did them to my best of my ability. But I suffered. My family suffered. You know, my house wasn't clean. You know, just... I didn't have good boundaries there. I had developed good boundaries with addicts and abusive people in my life, but I had not developed good boundaries with myself to be able to love myself, approve myself, and accept myself. I was still looking for that validation outside of myself. And that's that's what my dear friend Pat taught me. She taught me that, okay, she says now, you know, when I was working with those in my family that were in addiction, she was telling me, uh, you know, they're, they're selfish, they're loving themselves. You know, you're trying to do this, but you're literally moving the mountains that they need. And you're throwing a lot of energy at this, but this is just your best effort. It's not this high level of love that's going to be bringing you peace. So we want to understand that our purpose in life is this higher level of love, and we've got six of these. The first one is true true love. True love is patient and kind. This person wrestles their own stubbornness or their own stubborn self-will and pins it, pins it to the ground and pursues being a person that loves this way. This person repents often. Very often. <laughs> so love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It is not rude. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no records of wrongs. Loves does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. This is 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. The next one's tough love. 
This love is strong enough to allow others to have their own free will and make their own choices and suffer their own consequences. This person trusts that others can find their own path. I urge you, brothers, to watch out for those who cause division and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching that you have learned. Keep away from them, Romans 16, 17 through 19. So this gives us permission in the first verses in Timothy, you know, have nothing to do with them. And in this verse, it gives us permission, keep away from them. So it's okay to distance ourselves. I don't think all or nothing is of the Lord. I don't think we should totally cut them off and say, I will never talk to you again. I think we need to move in and out and keep those safe boundaries for ourselves and wait for them to come along with some active recovery skills. What do you think? Absolutely. Okay. That's that. That's that's probably what was given to me why I got started out. Where, I've, where you know, I had mentioned that it was it was part of that other kind. But when when I look at it a little more, it was probably <laughs> it, was, it was probably this side of it. You know, I mean, you know, when you first come in, you're you're feeling pretty bad about yourself. You feel like everybody's against you, and no one's trying to help you. When they, you know, you really truly are trying to help you. Um, I recently went through some a similar situation where I had to you know kind of back off of with somebody because because I was not a good thing for them to be focused on. Not that I was personally a bad thing, but them focusing on me at the present time was not healthy for them to get where they needed to be. And I wanted them to be where they need to be right. so they could be there for me too. Right. So they could get healthier, so they can love themselves and do the work. Absolutely. So let's go to number seven, perfect love. Perfect love is characterized by having no fear. Well, I'd love to have a world where I had no fear. Uh, speaks truth to himself frequently and wrestles fears and pins them to the ground. So whenever I have fear, I realize I am operating in a different realm. I'm literally in a false uh, worship. I'm literally bowing, uh, humbling myself to the circumstances instead of understanding that if I have fear, then I am not in love. And so I look at it and say, what would love look like here? What would it look like if I had a heart full of love in this circumstance? I would love them enough to let them have their own choices, to let them have their own consequences, to let them make their own decisions the way God loves me. He loves me enough to give me free will. So if I love my my beloved loved ones enough to let them have their own free will and to trust that, oh, they're going to find their way. Man, that's empowering because now I'm not afraid that they're going to die. I'm like, okay, but if they do die, the Lord's got them. Okay, I'm not afraid that they're going to go to prison. Okay, if they do go, the Lord's going to protect them. And so I'm literally operating in a realm of love and not a fear. And then I can reclaim my life. That's a goal. Uh, and that for, for us in recovery, that's a tough one because fear encompasses our lives. Uh, and, and a lot of times justifiably because of we, oh, the way we were brought up or even absolutely. what our current situations are. Uh, every day, you know, I'm, today is what, you know, October 6th of, of this year. Um, I've never been sober on October 6th of this year before. <laughs> so it's, it's new, like it's new territory. And so it can be a little scary sometimes because I don't know what's coming down the pipe. I don't know what, what exactly I've got to, what tools I've got to pull out of the bag and operate, you know? So, I mean, like everybody says recovery, you know, is a lot of work because it is, mm -hmm. uh, it is a lot of work. 
Yeah, I thought you were going to say you'd never been re- sober on October 6th before. <laughs> oh, no. I've been sober most October 6th. Okay, okay so that's why <laughs> I was laughing. This is a good time of year for me. That's why I was laughing. I was like, what? You've never been sober? I had a, I had a kid that's uh, living in one of my extended sober houses, and um, he says to me, Miss Angie, this is my first birthday. I've been out of jail in seven years. I'm like, yeah, we have little landmarks like that. We like to celebrate. I'm like, What? So I was really, I was like, I can't even see you in jail. You're so sweet. So anyway, it was really exciting. He's had his second birthday out of jail now. So number eight. Love your higher power and your neighbor as yourself. Uh, This is is his third commandment, wasn't it? Yes. Um, Yes. This love is pure and seeks opportunity to help those in genuine need. So Jesus replied, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and with all your mind this is the first and greatest commandment and the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself all the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments that's matthew 22. well i was close with the commandment thing 37 through 40. It's yeah. good thing i'm the recovery side that's of this, right. this organization <laughs> that's right so it's the second <laughs> well it's the first love your lord your god with all your heart. Yeah, and then the one plus two is three so. there you go <laughs> see what i did there <laughs> so we gotta love we gotta love each other and there's this love that uh doesn't fear you're not you know you just you realize that okay this is the path to christ and it's okay it's not one i would have chose but it's okay okay so number nine love with great peace this person will never take an offense but he will instead bear the burden of others this person visits the sick and makes meals for those with cancer or a new baby this person keeps their schedule loose enough to plan for the little interruptions in life great peace have they who love your law and nothing shall make them stumble or be offended that's psalms 119 165 and and i realized bobby that um a lot of my stress was coming from being offended and when i just started recognizing that i was taking an offense and would take a deep breath and say no i love your law more than i love being offended and then i would go back to the word and i'd start speaking to myself in the word of god until i could release that offense and when i did i was able to have some re- relationships with some prickly people that i couldn't have relationships with before because i'm so too darn offended Understand. <laughs> so carry each other's burdens and in this way you shall fulfill the law of christ in galatians 6 2. so i think it's telling me to carry someone's uh crisis but not carry their backpack because we have to bear our own burdens and yet we have to share those really big ones so i want to make sure that i'm letting somebody else carry their own backpack i'm letting somebody else do their own work but when they have a major crisis you know someone dies or something's pretty hopeless they've come to the end of the rope and they need my help i want to be sure that i can help them carry that burden number 10 is everlasting love Mm. this love transcends time space and all eternity and will love forever this is a love that is more powerful than life. This is a place of safety and honor. When there is a higher level of faithful, devoted, selfless, reciprocal love and devotion, you can be greatly loved and find someone you can greatly love and be someone's beloved. <laughs> so I've had several that I've dearly, dearly loved. And um, 
I, I joke that they clung to me like baby possums from the first day I met them. They were my kid and I was their mother. And, and uh, a couple of them overdosed and died. And, and along with my, my dear friend who got cancer and died. And, and I realized that the way to work my way through the grieving for them is to not get stuck in that grieving, but to move it. You know, to, I'm going to miss them, of course, but to move it to love and realize that if love transcends time, space, and all eternity and is eternal, they never left my heart. I can think of any of them at any moment, and they're still with me. So I want to make sure that I can love with this everlasting love. In Jeremiah 31.3, I have loved you with an everlasting love, and I draw you with my loving kindness. So finding mature love means letting go of those lower levels of love, and this will allow you to give and receive those higher levels of love. So let's review those. Let's give me the four levels of lower love. So. Lower love is self-love, false love, enabling love, and best effort love. That's right. And the higher levels of love is a true love, where we repent often, we wrestle our stubborn will. A tough love, where we let other people have their own consequences. A perfect love that has no fear. Uh, loving my higher power and my, and my neighbor as myself. Loving with great peace. Having that peace while we're loving others and not being offended. And then that everlasting love, understanding that our love does not die and their love for us doesn't die even if they're not with us anymore so let's look at the exercise bobby think effective boundaries at times you may need to draw near your loved ones at other times you may need to move back from them to allow them space to work through the developmental stages of love we can love the person and hate their behavior be merciful to those who doubt snatch others from the fire and save them to others show mercy mixed with fear, hating even the clothing stained by corrupted flesh. That's Jude 22, 23. That's right. And I think when it says uh, show mercy mixed with fear, I think this means awe and uh, reverence mixed with a reverential fear where I have a reverence, not where I'm like shaking my boots fear, uh, sick to my stomach type fear. So if you expect mature and devoted love, you must be a whole person able to receive this kind of love. Principle is uh, Ecclesiastes three one. There is a time to love and a time to hate. Mm. Yeah, so I need to know what to hate. I need to be able to develop things that I really will not put up with. I mean, love the person, but hate hate the behavior. So, in conclusion, when working with immature people with lower levels of love, use boundaries to choose loving responses. Do not mirror poor behaviors. Instead, use cognitive reasoning to resolve to love others by allowing them to experience the consequences of their own poor choices. Lower levels of love cause suffering. Suffering, if we accept it, can work us into the higher levels of love at a faster pace. There is an open, mature heart that recognizes what love is and embraces it and refuses what love is never and rejects it. So we have spoken freely to you in Corinthians. He says, open your mouth wide and your hearts to us in 2 Corinthians 6, 11. So I want you to be able to love without this suffering. And when there's a lot of suffering in a relationship, I want you to back up. Uh, you know, if you're waking up at night, toxic, fearful, fretting, you know, uh, wringing your hands, anxious over a relationship, I want you to back up from it. And I want you to find uh, these higher levels of love. So, um, so Paul was really writing a lot about love when he wrote that letter to the Corinthians. Amen. That seems to be like the, the main theme about that whole chapter. Amen. 
So I want you to be able to, I'll put these, what love is and what love is never um, on my website, enablersjourney.com. And we're working on a rocket recovery site uh, so that you can pull them off, print them off the PDF and put them on your refrigerator and teach your children. I mean, if they're not teachable, if they're, uh, you know, being grumpy with their words, being angry, you can teach them to rewind this and respond in love. So Lord, grant us freedom from these lower levels of love. Let us practice love, loving others, and not accept these lower levels of love from ourselves or from others, but let us practice what love is every day. Let me repent quickly when I use unloving words or behaviors, especially if I'm calling them love. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. So let's go what this love is. Love is peaceful, gentle, kind, rewarding. Caring, sharing, patient, forgiving, always wanting the best for others, working it out together, taking it out, talking it out together, I'm sorry, respectful, trusting, forgetting the past, giving and helping, always thinking of how to encourage others, always uplifting others, always a freedom to choose, mm-hmm. allowing a person to receive consequences for poor choices, love always hopes for the best, refuses emotional manipulation, love always gets wise counsel, ponders each word spoken and each deed done, it always seeks for help, self-help, Seeps, ooh, cutting this part out. Seeks for <laughs> for self when stuck emotionally. Set standard and a plan. Love sticks to the plan. Accountable. Love is willing to suffer for right decisions. Love is willing to suffer for willing to avoid rebellious people if needed. Love always is always kind but firm. Love backs up words with actions. Love always does the next right thing. Love always is not manipulative and does not manipulate. It always holds others accountable, is committed to doing what is right, respects individuality, is harmonious, teachable, and gentle. Mm-hmm. And this is The Rocker Recovery, and this is Angie Mose. I'm Bobby Snyder. And this was a lesson 11 on the overcoming, uh, Recovery, Overcoming Trauma. Uh, lesson 11 in the book, and we'll see you for the next lesson. Bye-bye.